Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts cast. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. There's no better way to get better at football than playing football. So Taylor's going to finish it! I've always been confident in my abilities. I think, you know, I'm a guy that can go out there, and I always believe in myself that I'm going to get open and, and make the play if they throw me the ball. The third. Ryan end zone shot for Pierce. He caught it! Oh, what a play! My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yow, yow. Please be sure to follow us on social media. Uh, media Twitter handle is at the Colts cast. Instagram is at Colts cast. We are up on YouTube now. Go ahead and search the Colts cast on there, and you'll find us on there. Please subscribe to us. It very, very greatly help us. Let's get right into the game. This has been <laughs> oh, the Roller coaster. Yeah. Absolutely. This might be one of the best roller coasters. <laughs> the Colts fall to the Texans at home. 32 to 31. Colts <laughs> fall to 4-12 and 1 on the season. Texans lose their number 1 draft pick with this win. With this win, the Bears take the number 1 draft pick. This kind of shakes everything up too. We're going to get right into it. <sighs> Jamal. <laughs> hey. Another fun game to watch, as always. I gotta love my Colts for throwing on some entertainment. Um, where where do you want to get started? The, the first thing I just want to say is, if you would have told me, if you'd have told me, hey Jamal, I guarantee you, two of the worst offenses in the league are gonna manage to find a way to put up thirty plus points out of laughed. And I know defense played a role in some of that, but just the point, I would have never projected the the sixty three points that were scored in this game to happen. So I think that's where I want to start off. Insane I don't know. Insane amount of points. <laughs> yeah. that, what, that, what that's that? crazy. It is. It was crazy. Um, It was too. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I can't explain a lot of things that happened <laughs> in this game. I do know. What what was the over under at it for this game? Probably I, I want to say 40, it was like 40, 41. Yeah. Or 40 yeah. and a half or something like that. That's a trap. I don't trust that. Yeah. No, no, no. Please gamble responsibly. Yeah. The the offenses actually showed out. Um, had a lot of points, especially in the second half. But yeah, yeah they they were killing it. Um, I guess let let's start out with our offense. Okay, the Colts' offense. I thought they started off really well, like they mm-hmm. always do. You know, the one opening drive, they're like, we're, we're going to throw all of our eggs in one basket, all of our good plays. <laughs> Something happens, but you know. Big run by Zach Moss to start the game. Strong 34-yard run. That set oh, yeah. us up for that beautiful throw to Michael Pittman Jr. in the end zone. Couldn't reel it in over his shoulder, you know. Uh. <laughs> can, we, can we stop there for a second, please? Can we stop yeah, there? Let's because talk about, let's I, yeah, talk about it. These are, those, these are those things I'm talking about. With the, when you wanted that wide receiver one money, that's a time where you got to make that catch. You know what I'm saying? If that's a Devontae Adams, which I, I shouldn't use him because he dropped that pass yesterday, so let me not use him. Um, <laughs> so it's not a good person to use. But if that's a Jamar Chase or someone like that, I mean, your hands touch it, you got to reel that thing in. I, it, it was high. It was high. But Pittman got both hands on the ball. We've seen this happen multiple times this season with him. In the Washington game where we lost a game where he had two hands on the ball and still dropped it. This game, he had two hands on it and dropped it. These are these are the things that kind of scare me. About that wasn't him. his only drop. No, you're right. It wasn't. It wasn't. There was two. There was two in the end zone. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. Let's talk about it. Let's stop with Ellinger. Is is Michael Pittman Jr. a wide receiver one going forward? Is 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 he someone 
Mm-mm. Mm-mm. For the Colts, yes, but not for not <laughs> not in the league. No, 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 no. Oh, I can't say that with, here with my Pittman uh, Pittman Junior jersey on, dude. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to say no as well? Yeah, man. Yeah, you can go ahead. Ah, oh, man. So Michael Pittman only had five targets today, three catches, thirty yards. Not really a wide receiver one day, but right. You know we. We were throwing a lot of check downs and stuff, short passes, mm-hmm. you know, normal things Colts do. Um, yeah, but the balls Michael Pittman could, like, he should have had at least two touchdowns today. I mean, I guess yeah. you can forgive him for one drop, but then there was two. I don't know. Usually I wouldn't say this for someone like, I don't know, Kiki Kuti, Mo Ali Cox. Right. I don't expect them to put up tight end one numbers, wide receiver one numbers. But when you got this perceived wide receiver one, this this persona about you, that you're our dominant wide receiver, I want you to reel in these catches. When the ball touches your hands and it's catchable, you got to make plays. Got to. That, that's, that's what we need from a wide receiver one. So I, I, I don't know. I can't sit here and say he should be wide receiver one moving forward. I did see some plays where we we were using him in the run game. He also, you know, that fumble yep. between the exchange of Paris Campbell and Pittman, that wasn't great either. Um, but also, why are we using him on these end arounds? These reverses. Mm-hmm. Michael Pittman doesn't have the that speed. He's tough. He's very tough, but he doesn't have like that Paris Campbell type speed. But that that's just my opinion. I'm not going to fault them for that. But definitely some bad drops today. Agreed with everything you just said. I mean, that that's that stuff is inexcusable. It, it really is. Of course, we know that uh, he's human. He's not going to go out there and make every catch. But if the ball is in position, I mean, that's what you're getting paid top dollar to do. You gotta, mm. you get a, you get a paw on it. You gotta, you gotta bring it in. It, it's just that simple. Talk to him about Sam Ellinger. You said he was going to be the feature my guy. of my the guy. Indianapolis Colts franchise. Uh, Twenty three of thirty five, two hundred nine yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Mm-hmm. Talk to him. Yep. So Sam, Sam did exactly what he could with what he had. I'm not, I'm not about to let y'all sit here and start oh, this rambling boy. stuff because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, had that been Nick Foles or Matt Ryan out there, they would have folded like a, I don't even know, I don't know, quesadilla, burrito, whatever <laughs> you want to, whatever you want to call it. Sam, Sam was out there running for his life as per usual all game. There was a couple times when no, he, he wasn't. said. No, he got wasn't. hit. You saw how many times he got hit when he was throwing the ball. Every time he was throwing the ball, less maybe I don't know a couple of them. Steve was getting this. He was getting pulled to the ground as he was letting it go. Look at you, Sam Ellinger stands for it. <laughs> we're we're going to blame the offensive line play again. Huh. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. All right, let me give you the full breakdown. I don't know if you're familiar with the longest yard or anybody listening to the longest yard. Oh, I yard. love that. I love that movie. Sam was pulling a. It was pulling Adam Sandler. He was he was throwing the game. He was throwing the game at all at the beginning of the game, and then no, he wasn't. said, "You know what? My pride's too big. My pride. I got to get my stock up for myself because I know this team ain't gonna look at me after this year. They're gonna put me on left bench if they don't let me go. So I'm about to turn it on, and that's what he did. He started playing better, but at the beginning, he was out there just willing and dealing. He was trying to throw the game again, just like the longest yard. It was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. You're right. I, I'm done. I'm done playing around. Let me play decent. And he played. He played all right." He played good. I like the way he played. I don't have a problem with anything Sam did today. Just because it was refreshing. It was refreshing <laughs> to not see. 
And you know I'm gonna be extra biased here, <laughs> but it was so refreshing to see somebody who could move a little bit. Okay, and, and, and all serious, and all serious with that. Yep. All seriousness, I, I I do appreciate the fact that this is what it could potentially look like. What the it, what it, the, imagine what it would be with the even more mobile quarterback who could actually get the ball on a, on a rope, who could move around. I yep. said I said with a more mobile. No, I didn't say I, that. Same as the truth. I, I just want to make sure everybody listening can hear. Said he played well today, right? He did. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Eric, I would like to have seen. Uh, no, I'm, I don't want to have seen, but I can only imagine after watching Nick Foles play last week, after watching Matt Ryan play over the past couple weeks, that we've seen something much uglier out there than what we saw today. But I did appreciate, in all seriousness, like I said, the mobility he showed and what it can kind of change for us and what will happen when he seemed to be more accurate with his passes, putting the ball in a catchable position for our receivers than we saw with Nick Foles out there and then we've seen with, with Matt Ryan. So it gives me hope that maybe it wasn't so much our receivers all season. And I know I can't just say all this off of one game because that wouldn't be fair to either other quarterback, but more so Matt because he was out there for 90% of the season. Um, but to see that the receivers were the, the the drop passes from MPJ were on MPJ and not so much on a, a wild ball being thrown at him made me wonder like is it is it the quarterback's arms that just weren't able to produce or was it that you know with between the Matt Ryan and the Nick Foles or is it that there the chemistry just wasn't there and maybe Sam has a better chemistry with the guys I don't know um, but it was definitely a little refreshing to see even though it was still sloppy play overall. Uh, it, it was refreshing to see what a little mobility and what a little bit of I can put the ball where it potentially needs to be. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So I think I can speak for Colts Nation that Sam Ellinger is not the answer for never the Colts. Never said he was. Never said he was. For the future. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I never well, said that. Go ahead. I uh, Go ahead. I'm going to let you do your thing. Sounds, a, sounds like you're defending him to, <laughs> to an absurd amount but uh look Ellinger I thought you know that opening drive we talk about that he he made some great throws so what I started to notice in that first half and both of his interceptions came from what pressure a little bit of pressure not full-on I'm about to get thrown down sacked it came from a little pressure his first interception um it, it I think it was right after our EJ speed uh forced fumble first play Throws a pick six when he when he got a little bit of pressure. Got him a little bit by the foot. He still has the ability to throw the ball away. He still has the ability to check it down. He still has the ability to do something with it except throw an interception. And he does somehow. There were about two to three receivers wide open on that play across the middle on the right side of the field. He didn't see him. He did not see him. But he tries to hit Deion Jackson underneath turns into that pick six so i i believe one step in a different direction for that play it could have turned out phenomenal for him just wasn't great there um the next interception in the red zone throws another one off a tip ball looks like he kind of just threw it up kind of wanted to play that hero ball we know all about that hero ball that's a play when we're in the red zone when every point matters gotta throw that thing away you gotta oh I think Deion Jackson was wide open for the check down right there. Didn't even look his way. You know what happened after that interception? He started checking it down <laughs> way more often in the second half. I'm talking about <laughs> a lot of plays because I bet that's what they were talking about on the sideline. So some some very sloppy play in the first half. Second half, I, I thought he cleaned it up a bit. 
he really did uh like I said taking more taking more of the checkdowns when it was given to him um a lot of times the receivers weren't making a play on the ball uh but overall cleaned it up until the two minute drill until the two minute drill when the Texans somehow miraculously <laughs> and we'll talk about our defense because that that was crazy get that touchdown in the fourth quarter. And 30-31, then they get a two-point conversion, boom, we're down with 50 seconds left. Ellinger and the offense steps back on the field. Just some just some bad passes. Like Jelani Woods, he he miss he just completely misses him down the sideline. Um he he, he missed his receiver on the uh, last play of the game, I believe. Well, second to last play of the game, because we had that uh Hail Mary at the very end. But you know, wasn't sharp when we needed him to be. So definitely under pressure, there there there's some mistakes. Um, offensive line kind of kind of sharpened up in the second half. But look, <laughs> maybe with some time, he gets better and he, he becomes a more formidable quarterback. But do we have that time? Or are we going to take somebody with a higher potential? Are we going to draft a quarterback and not look to Sam Ellinger? Please answer me that. We'll be back after a quick break. If if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around the yeah. decade, right? You know, we we kind of uh, fifteen years ago we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues, uh-huh. uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off, they've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot. All right. So to uh, work backwards, work our way in. Yes, we, we are right. We did. The Colts don't want to devote the time to him because they wanted to, they would have done it this entire season when it was been a shit show all season long. They chose to ignore yep. the problem. So, no, they're not going to take the time to. They're going to draft a quarterback. So we're going to continue to work backwards to those last two plays you're talking about, those bad throws, which continues to tankathon. We know that they have they don't want to win. They they played well. They played well enough. And I think that had the Texans not got the touchdown uh, that late in the game, sure, you know, it would have been a great win. But at that point, you know it's over. Go ahead and accept your accept what happened. Get this draft pick in there. Um, he did look sloppy playing, at, like you mentioned in the first half. And I and I credit all of that to the fact that he is a second-year quarterback who has now played only his third game in the NFL, which is wild to me to think about. Of course, he's going to end the season now with two touchdowns, or excuse me, three touchdowns and three interceptions. When I look at our veteran quarterback, who is a starter, who's going to end the season with 14 touchdowns and 13 interceptions in Matt Ryan. And I also look at Nick Foles, who's going to end his uh, season with the Colts with zero touchdowns and four interceptions. Both have been to the Super Bowl. Both are quote, air quote, quality veteran quarterbacks, end quote. Yet we are comparing a, what, fifth or sixth round quarterback in, in, in Sam Ellinger, who has had zero playing time all year long and saying that, saying that he should be playing at the same level that Matt Ryan or Nick Foles has with the exact same weapons on offensive line, exact same weapons at running back, exact same weapons at receiver. And, and and how 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 could you expect that when these two guys are veterans who all year long we said veterans who played in Super Bowls who've been in the playoffs had all these great runs? He's putting up the exact same stats as they are. 
So I think that he's played just fine all that. I don't think he's the future of the Colts team. I've said that 110,000 times. I said the Colts are smart. They will let him play just to build his draft stock. Or it's not his draft stock, but they build his stock up. So if they want to get rid of him, you got a little bit of something to do. Um, The Colts continue to shit on him all year long, and it showed. And they put him in in the last game of the season where it didn't even matter. and, And all fans would expect it to be something magnificent, something to see, some exciting show, which... The game itself was exciting, but you were 100% right. His play, especially in the first half, was terrible. That pick six was horrendous, and he did do a much better job of checking the ball down. But I just have to wonder, again, had he had more than three out of the 17 games played this season to get out there on the field and do something, could we be talking about a different story right now with him? Not Again, not saying that he's a starter. But what what are the future goals for for the team and, and him? I mean, we have Matt Ryan, who will probably get rid of at the end of this year, I would think, if we get a quarterback. Maybe not, but I don't know how we're gonna. We can't. We're not gonna keep four quarterbacks on. So we're either gonna get rid of Matt Ryan if we draft a quarterback. We're either gonna get rid of Matt Ryan, get rid of Nick Foles, or get rid of Sam. So you're gonna keep a Nick Foles potentially who hasn't done shit for us this entire year, except for stink it up. Uh, Foles is probably gone after this season. Yeah. Okay. So so we'd be looking to keep Matt Ryan. To be a potential, a Matt potential Ryan starter, should be gone after this season. Should I agree, be. <laughs> he should be. But you're gonna want. Do you, they are are they gonna want to bring? If they keep a Sam, are you gonna want to bring in a potential CJ Stroud or Will Levis and have them to learn from nobody? You know what I mean? Like I don't know what vet quarterback there would be to pick up to have them learn from. Because like you mentioned, and I fully agree that I don't think that any of these quarterbacks could jump in immediately and and create a big a big change of, you know, events for the this organization with what we have going on. I definitely think they all need to have some kind of vet experience in there to learn. Don't know if that should be for two, three, four, seven, ten weeks, but I do think that it's a situation where if we're going to get rid of a Matt Ryan who's a vet, get rid of a Nick Foles who's a vet, then they have to rely on Sam. I, 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 I don't know. And, I mean, I know obviously something could happen in the offseason, but I just look at everything we've had. And there was a lot to ask of a second-year, fifth- or sixth-round player who's had just no help the entire time to get thrown to the Wolves and expect greatness. I I don't think anyone was expecting greatness. Good, then. How about good? I Well, so I, I guess you were comparing him a lot to Matt Ryan, Nick Foles. So yeah, Sam Ellinger, yeah, compared to them, yeah, he played better. Does he play to the potential we want him to play at for the future? I don't think so. I don't think there's enough that Sam Ellinger has. He doesn't have the tools that we need for our franchise to succeed. Like, can you see Sam? Look, can you see Sam Ellinger holding up a Super Bowl trophy one day? Just like, boom. <laughs> like, you can't see it. I, like, I think it's can, hard can to say sh- because he's you? only had three times to try. I think it's hard to say. Could you yeah, have told me? Could you tell me that Brock Purdy? If you just said Brock Purdy at the at the beginning of the season was going to have a chance to hold up a Super Bowl trophy, that's well, different. I, no, how is it different though? He's how's been, it? He's a third string quarterback 40, as well. The 49ers are one of the most QB proof teams that you can insert whoever back there, mm-hmm. and they will and can succeed because they have a phenomenal defense. Yep. They have phenomenal weapons brandon Ayuk is his route running is crazy they have christian mccaffrey now you have debo samuel who's one of the best run after uh yards after catch guy like come on bro so all right so so let me back up then so did you say sorry i want to make sure shanahan like we gotta yeah that's no 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 that's fine but did you i want to make sure i heard you correct did you say that do we see him 
hoisting a trophy with basically with just what we ha- what the Colts have or just in general? I I'm make just sure. saying. Uh, because if can you're going to see Sam Ellinger holding up a Super Bowl trophy, kissing it and everything, in the Colts uniform ever. With what we have right now, no. No. Not with what we have I, right now. I just, like, you got to have a quarterback. You got to have a quarterback. But, you usually, like, most Super Bowls are won by, you know, you got to have, like, a top 10 quarterback. In the all league. right, so can I stop you for one second, though? So if we were to insert Sam into the 49ers organization, you tell me that you could see it then? It's more possible than the situation he's in now. He's in an impossible situation with Jeff Saturday. Yeah, well, that's why I said I agree that not with the Colts. No not with the Colts. Yeah, not with the Colts. I don't think he would ever have a shot. I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's fine. If if we want to insert him on the 49. That's not the point. Sam Ellinger, <laughs> I don't believe, just like can't be. I don't think he has the potential to be a top 10 quarterback in the league. Yeah, the 49ers, he has if he was on that team, he he has a way better chance. But that that's not the scenario I'm talking about. I'm just saying with the Colts, could you ever see him in the future just holding it up? Not with the Colts. No, not with the Colts. Yeah, like I mean there's just quarterbacks in this league like you ever see Davis Mills holding up a super like you have to have a top 10 quarterback in in my opinion. But anyway, um let's move on. We spent a lot of time on Sam Ellinger. I thought Zach Moss looked really good today. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's averaging mm-hmm. 6.3 yards per carry. Had uh, 114 yards on 18 carries. Some impressive running by him today. He looked like he was playing for a contract. He was bruising through. And I know the Texans are one of the worst tackling teams in the league, but he was absolutely bulldozing them as far as broken tackles. I really liked how he ran today. That's 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 always been the Colts' persona. Hey, we're we're run first team. We're gonna run to set up the pass. We're we're gonna have a great O line, uh, you know, because with run blocking and pass blocking, etc. We're gonna use our running backs to make our offense great. That that that's what I saw today. Um, I mean, Colts did put up thirty one points, and I don't think it would have been possible without Zach Moss getting those needed yards on the ground. Yeah, he looked fantastic today. Uh, every time he touched the ball, I was just like, dang. Uh, not every time, obviously, but you know what I mean. He looked really good overall. I I, I definitely enjoyed watching him run. Um, and speaking of, you know, earning a contract, I, I don't want to sidestep, you know, talking about Zach because I think he had a great game. But I want to talk about Paris Campbell after this as well, speaking of contracts. Uh, but I really I really did enjoy watching what Moss could do out there. Uh, it looked good. It was refreshing, especially because I was a little – Still a little, a little sitting sideways after I saw Naheem, you know, run that opening touchdown uh, uh, kickoff back for the Bills. And then he Two did another them. one. Yeah. Two of them. So in my head, I'm like, man, here we go. But Zach, Zach looked good today. So it made me feel good about everything that transpired. Obviously, I know it's, it doesn't matter, but it, it was refreshing. That's shout out to the offensive line, too, because yeah. I saw a lot of running lanes, a lot of holes opened up. It, it looked, again, it was the Houston Texans, but I don't care. There were holes, yep. there were lanes for Zach Moss to run, and he capitalized on all of those runs. Definitely. Um, so let's 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 swing over to Paris Campbell. So Paris Campbell, what the past? He's been with us for three years now, I believe it is. This in next year or this now, he's officially an unrestricted free agent. Fifteen games he played over the last couple seasons, and then this year he's played all season long. Do you think this is a coincidence that he managed a way to find find a way to stay healthy this season when 
when he's going to be an unrestricted free agent this year, or do you think that the Colts are going to try to get him back? Or what do you, what do you, how do you, what are your thoughts on it, Eric? I think Paris Campbell's a good complimentary part of this offense. Um, he stayed healthy this year. That that was one thing we kept talking about in the preseason. Can Paris Campbell stay healthy? Will this be his breakout campaign? I believe it was just from a health standpoint. Um, as far as f- production, you know, we we had some we had some issues just under center from our quarterback play to our offensive line play. Um, can't really fully evaluate him. I have seen him make some great catches. Uh, I have seen some great explosion from him as far as big. Pro- he probably has. I, I would if I had a bet right now he probably has the most explosive plays on our offense this season, um, so I I would give Paris Campbell probably a B plus I I want to give him an A for this season, but I have seen a couple of drops from him for some easy catches that you know I I think he should have made, but other than that I I think he's 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 very useful in in the playbook you know he's doing end arounds jet sweeps. Um, he's working out the slide. Sometimes lines up on the outside. I, I, I just, I think he's a very complimentary part to this offense in the future and now. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you love running? Do you dream of running on a forested trail or a crowded road race? Martha Runs the World podcast is the place for you. We are about running for runners. We bring you running wisdom and inspiring stories every week. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. Yeah, I I agree. I I think he's definitely done a great job of showing his... Weaponry, I don't know uh, how he can, you know, kind of be a Swiss Army knife force when, like you said, those end arounds, he can catch a ball. His his breakaway speed is is looked really good all season long. So I've definitely appreciated everything he's brought to the table for us for this season. Um, I definitely think, kind of as you mentioned, it would be hard to really give a really high grade just based off of the fact that this is only his first full complete season as a as an Indianapolis Colts player. So, um, but yeah. I, I definitely think he. And you, you and know. you were talking about the contract. Do do we want to, yeah. you know, bring him back? It's kind of tough to say because, yeah. like, does he stay healthy? Mm-hmm. Was this a fluke season? I don't know if you can say fluke season that you know, seventeen games he played. I, that's yeah. a lot of games. So I, I'm not sure. Um, I wouldn't hate to see him back. I, I thought he's he did pretty well this season for what he was given. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I guess. We we should probably skip over to our defense because yeah. I think there's some there's a little bit to talk about with them. I Davis Mills on his opening drive in this <laughs> offense, they they were obliterating us. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a 75 yard drive. Uh, Brandon Cooks could not could not cover him at all. Six targets, five receptions, 106 yards, and a touchdown. He got that touchdown on on the opening drive. Wow, I just, I mean, <laughs> Davis Mills hasn't looked great all year. We we made him look, you know, pretty decent today. Um, he was 22 at 38. He had 298 yards, though, three touchdowns, two interceptions. He started, he was like opposite of Sam Ellinger. He started playing worse <laughs> later on in the game. Um, 
He only took one sack. I kind of want to talk about that too. I I really thought we couldn't get much pressure uh, with our defense, and you know the injuries are starting to show up in 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 the quality of our defense. Um, but there was one thing I saw. We did get a lot of takeaways. Oh yeah. Um, that was really good. Uh, I think we got, what was it, four? Uh, let me see. We had two interceptions. I don't know how many fumble recoveries we exactly had. Was it two as well? I think one? it was two. I think it was two. Yeah, because, yeah, the, well, it might oh, have no, been. Oh, no, no, no. We only had. It was one. It was yeah, one. Yeah, one. Yep, sorry. Texans turned over three times, so did the Colts. Um. So the takeaway department I thought was pretty good. Um, Rodney McLeod and Rodney Thomas both got interceptions. Um, our linebacker depth, it looks really strong, man, even without Shaquille Leonard. EJ mm-hmm. Speed had one of the best games he's probably ever had this season. Uh, looking really good in that department. He was getting bat downs. He's getting great tackles, things like that. Um, Julian Blackman. Looked pretty good out there. Zaire Franklin as well. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out. Oh, go ahead. I think you were about to say I was going to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I wanted to give a shout-out to DeForest Buckner. Oh, okay. He was looking like a menace today. But go ahead about Zaire because I know oh. what you're about to say. Yeah, my man broke the uh, Colts single-season record today. He man. did. He was out there grinding. When he went down, I was like, oh, man, I hope he's not down for good because, for one, obviously I don't want him to be injured. And, two, I mean, he deserved – he deserved to to get that that tackle to get to 164. I mean, he's balled out for us all season long, so he deserved right. every every bit of it. Yeah, and he got he got right back in there. I know he wanted that; it meant a lot to him. Um, but after that, you, then you look at the box score. You're like, wow, the Texans put up 32 points on this defense. What exactly happened? And <laughs> I can't really tell you much except. Our defense didn't look in it, you know, all the way at times. Uh, Jordan Atkins, I thought, was eating us up on a lot, especially that fourth quarter drive mm-hmm. um, where <laughs> I, I really thought we had him. I mean, we had them on, I think, two two fourth and longs. But that one where it was fourth and 20, and Davis Mills throws it up, <laughs> goes right through Rodney Thomas's right hands. Through. All he had to do was bat it down. Why are you trying to get another interception? And Jordan Atkins gets a touchdown. What is that, Jamal? Selfishness. I I mean, I guess because, you know what? Like, it, I guess it's not that bad. We, we're staying at number five yeah. for now until <laughs> Arizona and Seattle's games are over. It. I, I guess I can't be too mad. I don't know how it would have felt if we won that game and we dropped a few spots, but I did kind of want the Colts to win when I when this game first started. My my feelings kind of changed after all that shaky play, yeah, and you know big mistakes. But yeah, the defense giving up that many points to the Texans it it's not great. Um, there were some big plays, but overall, I mean, they were kind of having their way for 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 a lot of those drives. Um, and the Colts are winless against the Houston Texans this season. That's unbelievable, pathetic. The worst team in the AFC South. Gotta be, right? Gotta be, yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah. I mean, we we, we watch, we just watch. In the AFC South, I mean, obviously we know exactly what the AFC South is. But we watched us kind of lead it for uh, for a few minutes. Then we watched 
the what the Tex or the Titans come in and run the table for majority of the season, and all of a sudden the three and seven Jaguars turning around. Now what nine and eight, and they they, they stole it. This is, if you would have told me that all this is going to happen at the beginning of the season or preseason, I should say, because mm-hmm. we know how we felt during preseason, all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. Well, you can walk away from me. I thought the Jacksonville Jaguars were a little dark horse contender to kind of to kind of make some noise. Um, but no, if I had to put my money down on them preseason, no, no. I would have said no. Yeah. Doug Peterson just got there. They they had a fi- uh, a fiasco of a season last year. It, you, you don't see those turnaround seasons like that too often. Yeah, no, no, and and, and it, you know what? It is what it is. Now the season's officially over. A lot of homework for for the organization to do. Special teams need some homework too. Yeah, yeah. I think they say go ahead. They was playing like cheeks. Yeah, <laughs> we were just we were just giving props to Dallas Flowers on the other episode. He had a nightmare game today. Wasn't I mean he was returning it on about half his average yards per return. He had that fumble lost. It just wasn't great. Man, um, that and that was so crazy because was one of our players who knocked it out. I was like, oh, they really throwing this game. He just <laughs> he ran in there like a Samoan, just smacked it up straight out of his hand. Yeah, and then uh, Kiki QT also had a fumble. Those were covered by Daryl Baker. Uh, it was it was kind of crazy today for special teams. Chase McLaughlin, yeah. he he didn't attempt anything until about like the fourth quarter, uh, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. That means our offense was rolling a bit. You know, he had all his extra point attempts, but yeah. The season's finally over. We can look to the off season. We can look to you know once these games end this week. Well, the four o'clock games I think are, is the that's the only ones that yeah. matter yep. for our draft pick selection. So if Seattle wins, we we can get above them, and if the Arizona Cardinals win, we can also jump above them. So we can either be five, four, or three. You know, I hope we get to that number three position, but the Bears having the number one selection kind of changes everything because they're I, I, 99% chance they're going to trade back and they're yeah. going to trade back with someone and they're going to select a quarterback because that'd be the only reason they trade out to number one to get a quarterback. So then you got the Texans who select number two. They're going to take a quarterback as well because Davis Mills was awful today on a lot of throws. Like, yeah, he put up 298 yards, but there was a lot of easy throws he could have made. There was throws on the runs he missed. Like he he's not their quarterback of the future. You know when Jeff Driscoll is coming in on 15 to 20 percent of the snaps, <laughs> and you got two quarterbacks playing, that means you don't have a quarterback. That means you don't have a quarterback. So they're drafting one, which means even if we're at three, we may lose out on two two quarterbacks on our wish list. Jamal, how do you feel about all that? I feel like there's no option, but the Colts have to have to trade down. You got to, you got to trade down to what? Go to the Bears. See what see what you can do for the so Bears. You mean trade up. Well, trade up. Yeah, sorry. I guess trade up. I was looking at going down in numbers. Yeah, that but, makes yeah, sense. Trade up. Yeah. Uh, hold your horses, man. I don't know if I want to give up. I mean, we're we're talking. Potential first rounders in the future. So, are That's you true. sure? Are you absolutely we, sure about Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or whoever you want to take at number one? I I would have to go back and look at Colts history to see the last time we actually had a number or uh, a first round draft pick. So I know it's been a while. <laughs> so at this point, yeah, I wouldn't care about it. We haven't had one in three or four years. What does it matter now? I would. Yeah. I will be willing to give up my future first round picks. And if we're gonna do that, then 
and and you know what? It's hard because I would have to actually go in and look to see you know the Bryce Young versus the CJ. I know Bryce is you know projected to go number one. It well he was projected to go number one. You know pending the Texans game today. Um, but I would be curious to to know you know kind of what teams depending on who's number one, what they're looking for in a quarterback because just because. Bryce was projected. We've seen it happen plenty of times where someone is projected to go someplace and all of a sudden the, the tables kind of turn. So I would I would venture to say if the Colts really want to secure one of those two quarterbacks, you know what you have to do. But if the organization is okay with going back to what you talked about last time with taking a, taking a project quarterback in AR-15 or looking at a Will Levis, this is, I mean, this may be the perfect time to just buckle down and say, here's our game plan. So you made a good point about whoever's going to select that number one, what qualities are they looking for in a quarterback? Because I've seen a lot of mock drafts where where the Texans were at number one, you know, their their owner, they, they like the more physical build. They like you know, they don't like the short quarterbacks, supposedly. So them taking CJ Stroud first wasn't out the question. Mm-hmm them somehow taking Anthony Richardson wasn't out the question because they liked those those physical the, the the physique top physique players for quarterbacks. So yeah, I'm not really sure. Um I do know I'm I'm rooting for Seattle and Arizona today cuz I want to get the <laughs> highest draft pick possible. But I you know, the Bears are going to want to haul for that number 1 pick so are we ready to give up some picks to move up there i don't know like it's true of course i'm ready to put in that carson Wentz third round pick in but beyond that i don't know i i gotta see i gotta see how these quarterbacks look in the pre-draft process we got a couple months before we get there um it's gonna be fun we, we're getting to the fun part now guys colts nation the the regular season's over you just you just had to see you just had to see the Texans beat us at home 32-31 <laughs> on some crazy fourth down plays that I don't yeah. even know how it happened. Look, it was a tragedy. It's over now. You don't have to be disappointed anymore. It's it's <laughs> nothing but up from here, I hope, unless Chris Ballard does some spooky stuff when mm. it comes to April. I've, I've already told people, I, I, I said, you know, don't mess around with Chris Ballard. He might, he might fuck around and draft a safety at three or something. Oh, I'll, I'll throw up. <laughs> Better be the best damn safety prospect we've seen in like a century before we. For real. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be fun though, guys. I'm I'm excited for it. Um, and you know we got that Indianapolis Colts content coming to you by weekly oh, yeah. in the oh, off yeah. season, in the off season too, not just the regular season, in the off season. So yeah. Any anything else, Jamal? I the last thing I want to say is just it's so crazy because I know when we talked about you know the quarterback situation last episode, on paper we should have known that the Vikings would won and that the Texans we you know we obviously said the Texans were going to beat us, but it still didn't cross my mind to think about how that would shake up that with the Bears going down to number one. And I know you kind of mentioned a little bit about it, but I was just so fixated on. Texans getting number one, no matter what the case is. That now that it's actually happened, and it's and it's real life, it just kind of makes you stop and think, man. What is this about to bring? This it's about to get wild. It's I don't know. 
it, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for what's to come because everything just got real. Yeah. Um, I, I I still think the Bears, there, there are going to be some suitors, which they can trade back. It, I, I'm giving it, I, I want to give it 100% certainty. So we'll see who makes that move up um, if they do, unless all the quarterbacks look like garbage coming a few <laughs> months from now. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and I just want to get our quarterback in the future. We have to get that. And that also comes with a head coach. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's two major questions that pop up into every Colts fan's mind after after this uh, Texans loss. One, who is going to be the quarterback of the future? Two, who's going to be head coach of this franchise? It's it's going to be interesting what happens over the next couple of months. So. Yeah, well, they did say during the game that Jeff has already expressed interest in you know applying for the head coaching spot. I'm no, sure I don't he know has. How much that's fluff or yeah, or what the case is, but yeah. it's hard when you think about that because I know Jim Mercy. I know Jim Mercy. You know him. He likes to live in the past. So could this be a situation where he's willing to take that risk? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Please no. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we, we've seen the Jeff Saturday show. It's it, it was superb tanking, like I said. But it, it's, it's time to move on. We the tank is over because oh. we've tanked enough. We need to actually start winning soon. So. It's time to get a legitimate head coach and to, 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 to help us move forward. Yep. All right, guys, that's going to be it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Colts cast. We are live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or any platform you to listen to podcasts. We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all, take care. Take care. Great season.